0: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to for the most fought it's a a lovely week we are excited about this week's podcast um the guest this week is a legend to me anyways um mr simeon Sanderford, a family member a lo- long time i mean I, I don't even know how to say it so <laughs> i will I i'll let him feed us the information just to get into the conversation and then from there we'll just introduce the first track and we'll take the discussion as it goes. So yeah okay. you Introduce yourself, please.
1: Hi, good morning. It's a pleasure to have you at my home, Kemi, and uh, to share, you know, just share information with John Public. Nice,
0: nice.
1: You know, so um, you asked me about myself, I was born in, in um, 1948. 24th of October, to be precise,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which means I'm due for a birthday in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll be 72 on that day. Wow. Um, so I've had some experience. Uh, I was born in the Jackman's residence, 10 Shoulder Street, East Dry River, next to Rosilla UC School. Right. My mother, Alice, was the eldest of six. So there was Alice George, John, Hugo, Cedric, Gloria. Right. Not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as music is concerned, I well, City Syncopators was just down the road from our home. Literally. And there was a guy named Harold who had a tailor shop, and at the back of his tailor shop, the instruments used to be. So my uncles, George and Cedric, were the ones who went pan. Uncle right. John, and, and Hugo was also in Japan, mm-hmm. but John was the, the bookworm, right. he was right. the one who was the scholarship I person remember, and I so on, yeah. and uh, he eventually became a meteorologist, yes. mm-hmm. but my mother Alice was, her, her instrument was the piano, right. so we, we actually had a piano at home as well, and on the other side of Laventier Road, there's a place called Alexander Place, my father uh, was was from there, to Alexander Place, East River, and, and next to to that property was the Thomases. Mm-hmm. And you had when um, when Baldwin Ball, when they had a combo called Five Fingers Combo. So I was I was in the middle of music uh, from one everything. grandmother to the to the next.
0: Hallelujah, 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 all right.
1: <laughs> But the thing about it is that I I I, I was always i liked like music. My father had a lot of classical records and stuff. I still have quite a collection here.
0: Right.
1: He was a classical person. Interesting. And um but but I used to pitch. You know what a bouquet is when you take a marble and you pitch it on somebody's knuckles. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And that used to hurt and your knuckles used to swell. So I could, I could not contest with my my knuckles being swollen and going for music lessons with the piano, where the teacher will hit you with the edge of a ruler. <sighs> so I, I I beg my father. this nephew want me to to be in school and to be bright and think. Let's ease off the piano lessons,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: which so I never never played any instrument, wow. and, and which I regret up to this day.
0: Well, I mean. But now here's the interesting thing. Um, Simeon has been doing digital. Well, I would say the cleanest form of and and being that kind of um, pioneer for recording live instruments and cataloging the 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 pan. So you want to talk a little bit about that? How you got into that?
1: Okay, let's fast forward to 1974. Mm. Which is plenty of years, right? So yeah. I have chewed up many calendars as they would say on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I joined the Bureau of Standards in nineteen seventy-four. Okay. As a standards officer. The, the 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 um the organization was in fact set up then. So I was one of the founding members of the Bureau of Standards. And they put the names into our hat and, and, and chose me to go to India for specialized training in standardization, quality control and technical rectum. right. So I spent a long time across, well not a long time, six months there and then I spent a couple of weeks in England and came back home and spent seven years with the Bureau of Standards in you know, all up to I think it was, it would have been seventy-nine, eighty around then and then I said listen I I going to went into the world of entrepreneurship. So I left the bureau and set up Sanchi Electronics to start to build speaker systems and to import equipment, matching equipment to to, to work with them, right? So we Mm. had a good business going. But as as things happen, you always have to be prepared, Mm. right? There were four successive devaluations in the middle of the eighties. The dollar went from 240 360, 480, 625 in four years and you couldn't get foreign exchange so in order to stay in business we had to make a decision that we are going to get into the recording business and we started with the recording of Pan Music Mm -hmm. essentially but in order to do that we reached out to a company called Telark in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, they, they have a huge catalog and they are now part of the Universal Group. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I made friends with the CEO of the and, and chief recording engineer. His name was Jack Renner. And he came to Trinidad in 1984 with a portable system. And this is what intrigued me um, a pair of microphones, omnidirectional, high intensity microphones, which I still have. And uh, a digital music processor, and the the information was stored on Betamax tapes. I don't know if you know about Betamax tapes, but you probably know about VHS. Yes, we right? did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beta was the Sony version of the um, of those re- recording tapes. Okay. And we started in 1984 recording exodus up in what is now Jack Warner's. Hotel, mm-hmm. Scarlet Ibis Hotel it was at the time. Exodus Spaniard was in Scarlet Ibis Hotel and the song was called Lucy in the Savannah. Lucy in the Savannah, um, I think it was Blue Boy, was there was the singer. Right. And the arranger was the Headley Brothers. And when we brought that um, recording home here, I had a, a huge pair of speakers. That we, used to, that we used to be speakers, speaker. Mm-hmm. And we put on the, the recording and play that recording. People thought that, that Exodus was up here. <laughs> 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 so um, that gave us, you know, a lot of, of impetus, wanting to, to, to move forward. But then it took another two years before I actually ventured into doing recordings. Wow. Commercially. And they started with Phase 2 in 1986 with a CD called Pan Rising Mm. that was recorded in the yard long after Calvary, you know, with all of Boogsy's songs. Right. So that may have been around July, followed uh, close to October, November, I believe, was a recording with Trinal All Stars called Nostalgia which we recorded in the Central Bank Auditorium. Nice. So those two cassettes were the prelude to what we call the Panyard Series.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And the Panyard Series started in 1987, right? Just, you know, Carnival 87. We decided, well, we have this equipment. Why not, you know, put it to the test?
0: To to good use, yeah, yeah.
1: So we, we got in touch with Renegades through a guy called Patrick Hamilton, who was the PR at the time, and Holly who Hollick is still around with a consulting firm. And we went into Renegade's panel and recorded Pan in A minor. All right, so Pan in A minor was the first recording of Panorama music that we did. All right. And f- so while well, the news spreads, uh, mm. From Pan in A minor, we went to Phase 2. We did Feeling Nice. Right, because right. they won that year actually, with the tune. We went. So Jet Samaru was the... the arranger. Was the arranger thing. for Renegade. So through him, we got Gerizim, Angel Harps, and Cordettes. Right? Angel Harps and Arima. Cordets and Sandy Grandi. By that time, Ray Hallman heard of it. And he says, well, come and do... Exodus. He was doing Pan Woman at that time. So we did Pan Woman for Exodus. And the final song was Corita Banker. So those are the six songs that, that are on the first cassette called Pan Yard 87. When you go, let, let, let's talk a little bit about recording in a pan yard and, and <coughs> the, I don't know, the challenges of it, right? Yeah. Even though you have a portable recording system, um, All-Stars tell me come for 9 o'clock,
0: <laughs> so
1: I literally go on an All-Stars' panel for 9 o'clock, of course the All-Stars are start right? nine
0: o'clock.
1: and in those days they only had from where the parlor is to, 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 to Duke Street, right? So I find myself a Parkman station wagon there, me and a partner. I see well, Pan Rocks pulling, and next thing you know, we're surrounded by a, a whole city van. So we're in the middle of all stars, literally.
2: Hmm.
1: So there's a technique called ambience miking for omnidirectional microphones, where you put the microphones facing up oh, in the air,
2: yeah,
1: and you um you capture the sound well. I mean, tape was not a problem, right? Yeah. microphones don't get tired. So I am prepared now to spend the night because I have no choice. So they started eventually. And you know, All Stars in a band don't like people to hear what they are playing until in the morning when everybody goes. home. Yeah. So they will play bits and pieces, pieces. and fine tuning the arrangement and stuff. But of course, all of this data is being captured on my system because I entered enough off the microphones. The worst I will do is every three hours. In fact, I, may, I had three three tapes of that recording because the Beta tapes used to run for three hours, mm. so I set them for three hours. L750, I think, was, was the length. And um, so they are watching the the, the rehearsal and thing and how it's going. My partner dropped asleep in the car, but I I. Curious, right? Because remember as I said I grew up in Pan. Yeah. But I was never as far down as I was, as I was always up
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the in the um in the single Peter's than the area, right? I see like Jerry Gemot appears, let's say around one o'clock in the morning, right? And Gemot this starts to dissect the sections piece by piece. And drilling the band, right? And he, he, at the same time, he's drilling the band. He's picking all people who skating, right? So he said, "I am hearing somebody playing a bad no there. You, play the play this play the run for me." And the guy would play the run and and but making a mistake. I would mm. say all right, you know we don't have enough time, right? So when we reach that part, you beat Air. Al. <laughs> right? I leave him so. So, the guys, um, you know, eventually, three, four o'clock in the morning, you see a port of pello going,
0: <laughs>
1: so you know that all-stars mean business, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And just after the pello, you see some Tassa Germans coming inside you, right? That was the Malik, Malik for performers had Tassa. And, Smooth Edwards proceeds to integrate the last chorus of, of um, Carita Banco, Pan and All right, and it took them maybe about 45 minutes to do that. And then they played this song maybe about two or three times. But that was really, I, I, I spent the time talking about it because that is really where when I came home and listened to all this music that they put putting down, <clears throat> in between, mm. you know, you get passages that, 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 could, that could actually be used as a whole, a whole music file. So that last chorus of Corita Banca, slow, is in fact where the whole idea of, of pan, recording pan slow came to me. Uh, right. Okay. People think it is it is um it is woman on the boss, but it's not woman on the boss. Yeah it is. Well the same all-stars, but it was, it was um <clears throat> it was Karita Banco. Hmm. And so every year after that, when we went into the Panyards, we would get them to play the music still. And I've always commented on this, you know. Why are you playing the music so fast on stage? One, to impress the judges. Two, to show skill and dexterity. Three, to gallery. But but not for longevity, because mm. that music can't last.
0: Yeah, it's not impressionable.
1: Correct. And it's getting worse now. Now that you don't have the melodies to match like, like before, you know um what are you going to remember mm, mm. so you ask yourself well you know why, why am i in this kind of thing right so instead of of wanting to to go forward in terms of recordings and stuff i prefer to archive everything go mm. back into the archives go back into those uh, alternate uh, arrangements because we have some of those you know boogsy change a whole tune in a night yeah is boss. i have that to have the first version of Woman Boss and then the one with the cacophony and stuff that put in, right? So it's a whole story we're telling there. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And, and no better way to tell the story than on podcasts one and two to digitize the files. And stream them from from a platform where people can't really copy them, but they could pay a subscription Shand, to, 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 yeah, yeah. To, to, to to get the streams. Right. You know? So that's that's my idea.
0: Right, right.
1: I don't know if I answered your question. But
0: yeah, <laughs> well, you did, and it leads us perfectly into the first song that we will share with the the audience, which is Womanly Bass mm-hmm. by All Stars.
3: So for the most part this is adriel here and that was a woman in the base by all stars so i have a couple of questions right mm-hmm. do you think that sound quality got better
1: always since then when you say song quality what do you mean in recording in recording yeah. i think that um we have not paid, are you talking about in Trinidad though. Yeah. We have not paid sufficient attention to to the quality of the final product. Mm. Alright? And and this could be for several reasons. One is you you, you, you spend your money, you go into a studio to make a, a a recording and before you even release it it's being pirated at the side of the road. Mm-hmm. So that is not fair to the artist at all right So instead of of looking to to, to go for quality you, you go for for something that for brevity. Mm-hmm. you know you have it for the carnival season and that's it mm-hmm. and, and see how many hits you could get with it. Mm-hmm. But remember now we are going into the digital era and there are avenues for marketing and exposing your music that weren't there before. So the best thing to do is to take your time and create something that would last forever, right? Mm. So you're looking at a good melody with lyrics, harmony, and and, um, rhythm, right? And you, 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 you try to to um, do your best in terms of the recording the quality of the stuff. But what I find with with the local recording studios is that um, it's like every knob should push straight all up or all the way across, right? Every effect should be you this. one, you know. And 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 they use a lot of compression. Mm-hmm. And what I could tell you is that audiophile engineers don't do that, mm-hmm. they go for something called less is more, mm-hmm. okay, and, and the experience I have had, I mean they do mixing, they do real-time mixing too, sometimes they, they re- just like I record panorama tunes, they will record a live, a live concert or mm-hmm. a jazz mm-hmm. event. Okay, so they have good ears and they have good they have good equipment. Mm. And they have they have first class studios. The only studio, well we had a couple of studios in the old days, good studios, right? Like SEMP and Amar and, and K8 Sounds, I think, and, and so on. But everybody has gone from that to bedroom type studios. Small. Mm-hmm. Where you don't, I mean, there's, I don't think, for example, there's a studio in Trinidad now that you could put a band in. Let's say even up 40 people. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, except maybe Queen's Hall yeah. as a space for recording. Mm-hmm. All the central bank, well, the central bank for auditorium was smaller, mm-hmm. but no Napa. Okay. Because talking about Napa, I was very enthralled with a, a performance. I went to see there a couple of months ago with All Stars, um, directed by this young. But um, she had this show with All Stars and it was so well put together mm-hmm. that it started, let's say, 6 o'clock exactly. Yeah. They had the national anthem and then the whole show. But what what I was in, impressed with is is how well that you could hear the different sections Ooh. in the steel band.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right? Because the, the the space is huge and it's it's all so it's treated. You know, and <clears throat> so you don't get any muddiness of the sound or anything yeah. like that. And, and I mean it was it was it was brilliant. Right. Mm-hmm. right it was right. brilliant. Um do you think
3: to say the outside outside of Trinidad, right? Do uh-huh. you think they notice the difference in our sound quality? Do you think it hampers us getting out there or you think the rest of the world doesn't notice and
1: well, first to begin the rest of the world is huge, mm-hmm. and we are minuscule, all right? So if we are trying to get out there, we have to make an impression one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you know you'll be impersonal, nobody will even you won't hit mainstream, mm-hmm. you know that's the whole point. So don't worry about what the world is thinking, you set your own goals. Yeah, and you you when you do a project, do it to the best, best of your ability. ability, and put it out there. Mm-hmm. Like for example, what we're trying to do now with some of Kemi's stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, and I was making the point to her today that the um, recording the guitar and voice is a simple simple project, and you should change. you shouldn't go for effects and and stuff like that. You just do it naturally. Yeah and have it, you know, um, the song being clear and Crystal, and I sent her a couple of, of recordings because one thing I would tell you is that every audiophile company in the world, mm. I have been associated with, so I know what quality is, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I mean, uh, there's a recording that I, I listened to over and over again with Frank Sinatra and Luther Van Dross. You know the duets? Yeah. Well, I have it all archived, right? But Frank Sinatra is a man, he used to record in real time with real musicians in a real space. Mm-hmm. So Frank Sinatra is in, is in the front and the band behind it. And if you hear, I mean, he and Luther Vandross doing this duet. Mm-hmm. If you hear the quality, the lady is a tramp. It's one of the recordings that I use for um, for when I'm doing evaluations and stuff. Mm. That is phenomenal. Wow. And if, if you know you you, um, you get a break, that's what we need here. For good musicians, good artists to get a break with, say, a, 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 a world-class recording studio outside mm. that can really take us to that level. Mm-hmm. because I was telling kemi that that there's an interesting parallel between her voice and our famous um like I'm forgetting everything today but Tracy Chapman, Tracy Chapman. it it she reminds me a lot and and to think of how simple you know the guitar and, and yeah uh, and voice could could go together. Could go together. Mm-hmm. All right, but that style of music, the alternative, as as you see, um, I think you can find a niche. Now the important thing is, I think the Grammys now have 130 something categories and Wow! So you have to decide where you're going to fit through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in in our days of recording and stuff. I used to work with a company called Delos International, mm-hmm. and they did I think 15 or 16 CDs of, of my recordings, and they have written on their label, mm-hmm. and um, they, it's all digitized and ready to go when when we have our own Caribbean platform, which I'll talk about a little later, okay. that this music could be streamed from. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, so you need you need a fairy godfather or godmother, <laughs> right? That is one way to get out there. But yeah. you have to have something to show this godfather or godmother that would make them interested. Okay. I think Marshall Montano could be the closest... Um, we, 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 I think we're sticking to Trinidad now, right? we be not Caribbean. Mm-hmm. He could be about one of the closest persons we have in in getting into the mainstream and still it's difficult because what we think of mainstream is is just a couple million people i yeah. mean listen CARICOM have six million people mm-hmm. but if you add the the rest of the Caribbean the the Spanish and French and Dutch-speaking Caribbean, you're up to about 15 million. Mm -hmm. You go into the diaspora, you reach about 40 million. Mm. That's peanuts. Compared to the world. You're going to Latin America. All right, I have a song by Lamos recorded by the same exodus Mm. with a little video on thing. 690 million people in Latin America. So you have to find a way because they know the song already. Mm. And they, they enter the rhythm already. Mm. Alright? So so half the work is done. So so the third the third step there is to get that song onto the medium that everybody into now, which mm. is a smartphone. So so Makes you sense. you do something like that or you do a chutney. For example, mm-hmm. with, a, with a group like the Samru Jets that is well known, yeah, and you put that in India, and you get people like Pollard and Bravo, and they to promote that through the cricket. They have millions of followers. Genius. These are the these are the Genius. things that we be thinking about mm-hmm. in terms of the future, right? But what you what you are doing, it has to be good, yeah. yeah, because you are competing with everybody else but you have the novelty and the pan is the novelty instrument going outside. I am a member of the of the the Steel Pan Tuners Guild of Trinidad and Tobago. Not that I'm a member of Tuna right but Mm -hmm. I'm like a a consultant to them Mm -hmm. and right now they are trying to find ways of exporting the instruments Mm -hmm. all right right into North America where there's a market China you could imagine China um, Japan, South Korea, these are huge markets. Yeah. So, again, we have a song called Chilgap Sun, C H I L G A P S A N, which is the national folk song of South Korea. Mm. We have um, Johan Popwell's little group playing that song. And it's a very soothing arrangement. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a song about ancestry in Korea and the, every Korean knows it. Mm. So again, um I I tested it once with some some Samsung people who were down here. And, you know, they always like to play they can't kind of talk English, right? When the, when the music started to mm-hmm. play, everybody, everybody turned around. English. And for the, say, I play saxophone, next one sell I, I know a little <laughs> bit about <Pat. laughs> That is the kind of, of thing you want, right? Mm-hmm. And you want that music to get into the educational market. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I could talk a bit about the acoustic music. Mm. scene, right? Not the mixed downs and the soaker and, the soak and mm-hmm. things like right? that. That to me is a challenge that that I prefer not to be a part of, mm. right? You mm-hmm. know, I, I pick my niche. Yeah. Acoustic music, choirs, old-time Calypso, pan, pan jazz, mm-hmm. things like that, and set up for that, you know? So we have, I mean, we have a huge repository of of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just to see how it gets out there, right? And a lot of of music that will last forever. The years between 80 let's say the the mid-80s to the Mm mid-90s were some very, very, very serious years Pan in Trinidad, in terms of the Secret Channel was still alive, right, yeah. and then you had you it's had really the silly. first one, you, know, you always have people like Ray Hallman and Bugsy and then composing their own stuff. Mm-hmm. But that era um, that we've lost now, we need serious composers. Joker Divine is still alive, I spoke to him up to yesterday as a matter of fact. Okay. Okay. He and I used to be on court. Cuts board once upon a time together, in, mm. his, in the 90s, 93, 94. He has written a lot of very good um, calypsos, mm. you know, very good melodies, and and he keeps lamenting the fact, too, that we can't remember these things that people, you know, compose, mm. you know, and composing now is like going on a computer and, and uh, doing this and mm. fiddling, right? I mean, it's it's not the same. You know, you have to have the skill. You have to be a musician first. Mm. And then you have to, then you compose your music. Mm. Okay. So what do you think,
3: you think is anything that could bring that back at this point, or you think it's too far gone? Into to the,
1: bring back what?
3: Into that same composing area
1: Oh, you oh. talking about. Okay. That. Right. Well, I see that we have... Um, well, basically, all the, the tertiary educational um, institutions in Trinidad are into music, up in Morocco. The SDA people up there, mm-hmm. you have UTT, you have UWE, mm-hmm. you have, um, I think, Costat is now part of UWE, I think. Okay, I do not know that. We, we I think so, you should check it out. So, you have some very good programs going on there. Mm. And, and people should get into composing and get into into writing music for our local instruments. But do you think even the
3: programs that they are available, do you think that's the route people want to go these days?
1: Well, you have a choice. If you want to get out there, you mm. have to have quality stuff. All right, that doesn't mean that you, that you don't use computers and, and programs and stuff it means that the fundamentally whatever you have mm. um, could last the test of time. and that's what intrigued me about about Kemi's um, creations mm. you know because you could see substance in her lyrics yeah. right? People normally say "hold my hand." She says, "hold my heart." That's a deep statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, not because I'm 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 talking completely um, objective and unbiased. Or unbiased yeah. You know, and and y- you don't have to to believe what I say. I mean, I I shared some of her stuff with Vaughn Martin. Mm. Who is um, 53 years now, living in Washington D.C. and mm-hmm. he has a program, and he wants to have her on the program on the 3rd of October, okay. just because of what he heard, who um, produce. Mm-hmm. you know, and he says he's going to do his best to to help her <clears throat> get mm-hmm. into the that North American diaspora, yeah, you know. And there's another lady. Her name is Debbie Larro. She is actually related to Lord laro You know Lord laro No,
2: I don't.
1: He is. Um, he lives in Jamaica. He's still alive. He's also a, a, like a descendant of the Larro brothers. Okay. Oh, okay. You see, what one of the things you all have to do is to be okura up to date with your music history. And that still Pan History and Development program that Janine Remy is teaching is a very, very good program. Mm-hmm. Right, because you, you have to know where you come from to know very what way you're on, yeah. where you're going, you know? So we have had, you know, lots of great, in fact, between 1900 and I would say 2000 or so, we've had uh, so much music come out of here.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: In terms of calypso and, and the different genres of music that we've, we've, we've done, soca, mm-hmm. calypso, what else, gospel, pan, chutney, mm-hmm. all that come from Trinidad. That's true. And we ain't even talked to Bago yet. True, <laughs> true, true,
2: true, true, true.
1: You know, because they have a lot of folk, folk music and folk choirs and stuff. Mm. that um that uh, second to nobody mm. you know there's one group in Tobago that I did some work with no not not even signal name I't even call in signal okay, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: this
1: group is called music amateurs mm-hmm. and they do I would call it Sunday morning um gospel type music mm-hmm. but if you hear just accompany the piano if you hear the quality of of, of of their work, you know, and and some you, you know you have to pitch your work at target markets. Mm-hmm. So you could see people like in in nursing homes or hospitals also, um, convalescing, mm-hmm. right, just tuning into to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And and as we say, this smartphone thing is is um is here to stay. So if you if you next thing you know you 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 know you see so many hundred thousand hits, right? Because you found a niche. Mm. So you gotta find a niche. Okay. Alright guys, the next track
3: is Madame Blondell.
0: Ladies and gents, so that was um, Madame Blondel. So, Mister Sandford, or rather Simeon, I have one last and final big question. Well, maybe it's a two-part question. Do you think more and more of Trinidad's newer, in quotes, music producers are getting to be less versed in music? I mean, in like, you know, they don't have a technical musical background. And what advice would you give them? moving forward in order to attain that um if they want to really hit that international level i mean we can even talk as as low as trinidad if we want to see you know what are your thoughts on that
1: i think that if you want to be a music producer you want to become the best music producer mm-hmm. and therefore you need to immediately one of your goals must be to find somebody um some studio or some person that you can apprentice yourself to right right and go and do a, a short stint with them you know that will help you know the hands-on the hands-on, hands-on. this a hands-on industry
0: right so right.
1: if you can go like for example telark is still doing a lot of recordings and stuff uh, reference recordings, Delos, all of, all of these are uh, Concord Jazz. These are labels that are, exist out there, mm. and I'm 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 not even going into into Europe, England, and Europe because right. we, you know America is the closest to us. So, right. there Europe, a lot of good studios up in Canada too. Find a way to to get yourself apprenticed into one of those programs. Well, of course, we have COVID now. Yeah. So that could be a challenge, but I suspect that um, a lot of these studios might have online online programs courses. going yeah, on, yeah, online yeah. courses. Yeah. Yamaha, true. You know, it's just a probe and see. You know, but but certainly getting getting that interface mm. with the external world and seeing the kinds of, of equipment that they use, right? When, when talking about hardware, you know, these studios and these producers, uh, the equipment they have to work with, right? You know, several different types of microphones Ones, for yeah. the voice, for the, for the guitar, the for the, pans, and the mixing board, mm. you know, and all is now digitized. Digital. When I was at Queen's Hall, I spent some time at Queen's Hall as a director. Um, we 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 bought a system partially from Maya Sound and partially from a company in England. I can't remember the name of it now, but it is a fancy symbol. Mm. You know, it's all programmable.
0: It is press a button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You record, you record. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but again, you know, like even even. Getting a stint as part of, of your, your musical um, outreach. Even getting a stint into like Napa and Queens Hall could right. be could be useful for for people in the music industry to see to see how productions um, take place. Yeah. You know. Um, I have done a lot of recordings in Queens Hall. With the Marionettes and, and Lydian singers, Chantos Motel, right? Looks right, like that. Um, I did some pan recordings in there too, Signal Hill Choir. But Signal Hill is a smaller choir. You see, they're Marionettes and, and, and Lydians are huge choirs, eh? <clears throat> and they have. An orchestra to go with them that has to fit down inside so the fit,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and it's always fun to see how the um, the, the the arrangement is, is set up and, and the rehearsals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of the rehearsals before they were so sophisticated, right? Yeah, and there there is there's opportunity also i think for like UoE, for example to send on an exchange program for example some of their, stud- their students their graduate students every talking masters and phd people know right to to spend some time at studios outside That's and that could a be cool. something that you could suggest to dr remy
0: Alright well ladies and gents uh, we just want to thank Simeon Sanderford for coming on the show and giving us his time and the expertise and the knowledge Um, we will definitely plug all of his information, Sanch Electronics on the website and all the different projects that he's worked on over the years in our podcast description so as as we say each time, like, share, comment subscribe, share it because this information goes a long way And please don't hesitate to support our Patreon page because that helps us help these particular artists and and individuals that come on to our show. So we shall see you on the next one. Peace.